Welcome to Jesus Loves the World podcast. For more information and free resources, visit our website, jesuslovestheworld.info. Be blessed, empowered, and transformed in Jesus' name. Last week we journeyed back in time to a place in human history where there was reasoning, mythology and religion all colliding, where pride, inequality and injustice ruled over the oppressed, the lost and the hurting. We discovered that depending upon the season, the same place can either be a place of life or death, refuge or threat, healing or hurting, rest or unrest, community or isolation, intimacy or distance, victory or defeat. Yet in amongst it all is the God of the mountains and the God of the valleys. He is always working, reaching down to our lowest point of need speaking his light into the darkness and his breath into dry bones, bringing peace and harmony, reconciliation and healing, justice and equality, love and safety. All through the Bible and this life are true stories of how God is there in every season and every circumstance. So today, we will continue our two-part series titled Mountains and Valleys and journey through the valley, down to the river, and hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to us today. Acts chapter 16, verses 11 to 15. Therefore, sailing from Troas, we ran a straight course to Samothrace, and the next day came to Neapolis, and from there to Philippi, which is the foremost city of that part of Macedonia, a colony. And we were staying in that city for some days. And on the Sabbath day we went out of the city to the riverside, where prayer was customarily made, and we sat down and spoke to the women who met there. Now a certain woman named Lydia heard us. She was a seller of purple from the city of Thyatira, who worshipped God. The Lord opened her heart to heed the things spoken by Paul. And when she and her household were baptised, she begged us, saying, if you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come to my house and stay. So she persuaded us. The Spirit of God is working in not only supernaturally guiding Paul's team to Macedonia, but in the preparation of the hearts to enable them to receive the word of the Lord. Down by the river, where the women gathered to pray, was a woman. Her name was Lydia. Her name meant travail, 
which is striving, stress, drudgery, or painful effort, an ordeal, trial and tribulation, trouble or hardship. She was a seller of purple from a city whose name meant odour of affliction. Yet in amongst it all, God is working. The text clearly states that the Lord opened Lydia's heart to heed the things spoken by Paul. Opened her heart in a literal sense is associated with a new birth, which is very interesting as Lydia is about to experience a spiritual awakening. Her new spiritual birth where she will be identified with Jesus. That is his birth, death and resurrection. Lydia will choose to say yes to Jesus, and at that moment she will receive his spirit, where he will dwell in her heart and make his home, his sanctuary within her. So God opened her heart to heed the things spoken by Paul. To heed in this instance is to turn the mind to give particular care to, and most of all, bring close. The work of the Holy Spirit is not only enabling Lydia to hear the words that Paul is saying and for them to be kept in her mind, but also for them to go deep into her heart, for her to be able to receive, believe, treasure and enjoy all that God desires for her. Most of all, she will experience an intimacy with the creator of heaven and earth and all things good, where all the striving can cease and she can just be, just be his precious beloved child, living in awe and wonder, empowered to continually receive his glory and be refreshed by his presence. The most beautiful thing to remember in every season is God is always working, continually pursuing each individual heart in his love, truth and power. He is the God of the mountains and the God of the valleys. No matter what season we are in, or where we are at with God, or the circumstances of this world, God's love never changes. His desire for us to have fellowship with us and be with us never ends. Oh, how he desires that no one should perish and that all will enter into his rest, where each heart who is willing dwells in the sanctuary of his presence living in the fullness of his identity and kingdom. With everlasting life, our future inheritance, as he gives freely and we receive freely, living in his sanctuary of his love, joy, peace, delight and beauty. For all who have received him, given their total allegiance to him, he makes his home in us. 
He never leaves us nor forsakes us, as he is with us in every season, every circumstance and every emotion. He pushes back the darkness and shines his glorious light within us. For he is with us until the end of this age and for all eternity. Centuries before Jesus walked the earth as a man, a shepherd boy who grew to be king had a wonderful revelation of God and how he was with him even in the darkest of places. His name was David, and this is his expression to God of that revelation that he desired to live in. Psalm 23 The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The picture of a seasonal journey through the mountains and the valleys is a powerful one. When God delivered his people from the oppression of slavery in Egypt and led them to the promised land of the hills and valleys, he gave them one absolute guarantee from which he never wavered. Exodus Chapter 33, verse 14. And he said, My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. God links his presence and promise with rest. This rest is comprehensive and can only be given by God. It is intricately linked with abide in the New Testament, that is to dwell, settle down, cease from labour and striving, no longer tossed about by the storms of this life, safe and secure in God's love. That is, to be truly free, free from condemnation and judgment. This eternal rest is given by God and only exists in God. The first use of this word that has been translated as rest is in Genesis. 
It was after the great flood had covered the entire earth, and only Noah and his family, with all the different kinds of animals, chose to enter into God's rest. They entered into the ark and were safe in amongst the violent storm and judgment that had fallen upon the earth. In Genesis chapter 8 verse 4 we read, Then the ark rested in the seventh month, the seventh day of the month, on the mountains of Ararat. The ark settled down and came to rest, no longer tossed to and fro by the great flood, having been passed from judgment and transferred into God's kingdom of light and life. All those in the ark were safe and secure. At rest, in amongst the seasons of this life, it is God's presence that brings the rest comfort and security. We can rest knowing God is with us and He is faithful and true. He is with us in every season and at all times during this life journey. He is always working, leading us to a place of rest and goodness. A place where we can just be together at rest with Him and He with us. Where God makes His home in our hearts and brings His sanctuary within. This is only possible in Jesus, where we can come into God's presence and be one with him. When we say yes to Jesus, each day is a new day to live in the truth of what he has done, is doing and will do. To be refreshed, at rest, living with his perfect peace within, being empowered by his spirit to trust in him. We were empowered to surrender all the burdens of this life and receive his refreshing, nourishment and tender care. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 11 verses 29 to 30 Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. At any time, we can come to God in the Spirit, to our Father God in heaven, without condemnation, because Jesus has set us free, paid the cost, and made us clean. For a deeper revelation of this, please listen to our podcast, God Does Not Need the Sacrifice. Jesus carries our burdens and provides the rest the rest to be at peace and live in total trust in God, regardless of circumstances, emotions and seasons. 
Even though we live in a finite world, we need not fear death because we have been passed from death into eternal life. In Jesus, we have everlasting life, where upon his return we will be physically together dwelling in his sanctuary for all eternity. No matter where we are at in our walk with God and the spiritual growth in our life, all who have received Jesus and given their allegiance to him will be physically together with him for all eternity. But for now, he places his sanctuary spiritually in our hearts and minds, where he continually gives all of himself, his presence within, upon and around us, where he goes before us and is our rear guard. He is always working, shining his light, casting out fear, guiding, protecting and interceding in every season. I am reminded of the words of the song, You Take Good Care of Me, by Corey Asbury. The sparrow's not worried about tomorrow, or the troubles to come. The lily's not thinking about the seasons, the drought or the flood. A tree that's planted by the water isn't phased by the fire, so why should I be? Because you, God, take good care of me. You take good care of me. You know what I need before I even ask a thing, and you hold me in your hands with a kindness that never ends. I'm carried in your love no matter what the future brings. Yes, you take good care of me. The sun's not worried about the winter. Because soon it will pass. The light's not thinking about the darkness or the shadow it casts. A heart that's planted in forgiveness doesn't dwell in the past. So why should I be? Because you, God, take good care of me. You take good care of me. You know what I need before I even ask a thing and you hold me in your hands with a kindness that never ends. I'm carried in your love no matter what the future brings. Yes, you take good care of me. I know there must be more, but I can't get past your kindness. I know there's got to be more, but I can't get past your goodness. Because you, God, Take good care of me. You take good care of me. You know what I need before I even ask a thing, and you hold me in your hands with a kindness that never ends. I'm carried in your love no matter what the future brings. Yes, you take good care of me. For more information and free resources, visit our website, jesuslovestheworld.info. Be blessed, empowered and transformed in Jesus' name.